0: There is a form of multimedia entertainment beyond that which is good. These games are as vast in number as they are terrible. They dwell in the dark recesses of history, unearthed from the pits of the bargain bin. These are the games of horror. This is Garbage Game Night. Well, welcome to Garbage Game Night, the podcast where we scavenge the bargain bins for something that is so obviously lower quality, but we have to try and find something redeemable in it. Who knows? Maybe it'll surprise us. But to dig into this, I'll need the help of a review panel here. Now, of course, all of them are as equally important as the next, so order does not matter. Do you you understand that? You guys understand? Okay. So, Carly, how are you this evening?
1: I'm doing well. And nice choice for calling on me first. I I see what you did there. (laughs) Yeah, he was well, trying uh, to was say really
0: there is one
2: who is above them all. <laughs> it's, there's me. No
1: it's there's no me. winning. There's, <laughs> no,
0: there's, there's no winning.
3: <laughs> that was my first thought when you picked Carly. I was like, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hunter, how are you? I'm doing great. Doing Excellent. Good. How are Glad you? to have you. I, I am very well. Let me get out my scorecard. Get one yes. for Hunter right here. Oh. <laughs> Tough luck, but I'm doing very well. Having some fun exploring the world of Twitch, making some new friends, and yeah, I'm doing good. Frank, how about yourself?
2: Oh, I'm doing
0: great. And again, just as importantly, Tom, how are you? Hey, doing good, man, but really, how are you? And I don't mean in an arbitrary...
3: <laughs> I don't mean in an arbitrary kind of reflexive Jeez. way that Hunter meant it. Right. I, I mean, like... That's just wow. about points. I, I mean, genuinely... Did you just
4: assume right, how I meant like, it? Like,
3: please don't give me a point. Don't even give me one. I'd hate to get one for you. He, he doesn't deserve... One. Wow. I genuinely just want to know
0: how you he are. He doesn't deserve it for piggybacking off of me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I were to really get into it, then uh, I'll give you a point then. All right. <laughs> I'd like to give my points to charity. (laughs) (laughs) Charity of your choice. Yeah,
3: eventually we're gonna regret the the awards and the
0: points. As it just I'd like to dedicate my points to the troops. (laughs) (laughs) all the troops on both sides. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of war, uh, the last game we played was Velvet Assassin, stealth World War II game, starring a morphine addict, extremely loosely based on a real war hero. Uh, If you guys had anything you wanted to add to that, I realized a note that I left off, it ended with a church Burning to the ground, filled with civilians of a town, and I realized it was a seamless tie-in to the first game that we played, The Outfit, which also had a church burning to the ground with civilians in it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe they're in the same universe, or that universe is actually our universe because it's the horrific events of World War II. But if you guys had anything <laughs> you wanted to mention from uh, from Velvet Assassin, it yeah, pushed it out of my mind. Good, that's what you got to do with garbage game night, you know. Ah, i yep.
2: uh, Just you know, war is hell. <laughs>
3: You know what I would say? War, think, War. I think, War I think first, never changes. <laughs>
2: I think we said that in the outfit when we were playing the outfit. I think we said those same words, and they still apply. So Yeah, yeah. the word doesn't change. You, you know what I would, well,
3: uh, I would say about it is that I was, because I literally just listened to it uh, today. Um, mm-hmm. A little refresher before going back on today Um, so I could complain about things that got edited out, you know, like, fantastic lines of (laughs) mine. Yeah, your hilarious bits, yeah. Right, 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 exactly. Um, Well, I was was just thinking about, like, we were a common thread. It was, like, sexualization of the character. And I was thinking about, like, other female leads in games. And I feel like when you do it in that metric, then this game was not bad at all. (laughs) Like... That like, yeah, like if, relative to other games, you're saying right. Like if you just did it relative right. across the board, you were like, how sexualized was Velvet Assassin? You'd be like, not really. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I, and I mean that in yeah. a in a negative way for gaming. You know what I mean? Like that. Right. A-
0: acknowledging that the bar right that has been set in gaming is not necessarily where it should be. Right. Sure. Like
3: I just I I was thinking about it and I was like, man, is, isn't it kind of like fucked up that we as individuals were like, hey, that's dumb and it shouldn't be in there, but it's a, a you compare it against the norm is
0: like way better <laughs>
3: I, don't, I don't know i just was sure. that, that was kind of no, my
0: take that's it yeah i agree All right. Well, let's get moving. I'm excited to jump into the game this evening. We have a lot to do. So yeah, we're live on Twitch right now, like I said, um, when we first started. But thanks everyone for joining us. And uh, you can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ggncast. If you're listening to this on the podcast, if you're in Twitch right now, you know that. But yeah, I'll I'll pull some comments and stuff from the Twitch chat uh, as we go along. And so, all right, let's get into the game this evening. So there has been a long history of video games based on movies, especially Disney movies. Uh, for those in our generation, we probably remember playing some uh, difficult platforming games like Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid on NES. Toy Story. Uh, Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Ooh, Story was a good, good side one, scrolling Hunter. one as well. Yeah.
3: Wow, seriously? That yeah, was a really good one. That was
0: a really good one. No one ruined my life as a kid. Bad. So, without without too much uh, ado here, the game that we're playing this evening is Force. Now, There's a PS2 game released in 2006 called GeForce that's described as taking you on a journey into the wide world of water skiing. It consists of three playing modes, practice for honing your skills in the noble art of water skiing and mastering tricks. We're not playing any of that crap.
2: No, we're, we're, we're not playing, playing a water skiing hamster. game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're
2: guinea pigs. Are
0: they <laughs> guinea pigs? What G we're talking is about <laughs> is... What do you think G is for? Guinea pig. <laughs> guinea pig force. And we're all familiar with the movie G-Force, oh, right? no. I've never yeah. seen it. Oh, well, fortunately, fortunately, we have uh, someone who's an expert on the film here with us this (laughs) evening, and uh, we're going to go to a section. (laughs) We're going to go to a section we call Five Minute Films with Frank, where Frank does his absolute best. You said we were finishing
3: (laughs) early. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute best to
0: condense a film in five minutes. Because this is a simple film. Made for simple people. <laughs> and I'm going to be assisting Frank this evening, actually, with a little slideshow. So let me let me fire up my slideshow here. Hold on. You're just <laughs> yeah. trying to
4: do slideshows and, and presentations now, aren't you? Is this Old like the new... Yeah,
3: this is, this yeah. is whole, what it's all about. This hey, is a
0: whole production now. It's all about
3: Windows Movie yeah. Maker,
4: man.
0: <laughs> Tom, I know you have a... A long history and love of guinea pigs, oh. and uh, I'd I'd ask you this evening if you could install the game G4 so we can we can enjoy your playthrough of it.
3: Okay, just, just so everyone's aware, I hate them more than any animal on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, it does we'll make sense. It, it. It it. sense. it does make sense. When you walk into
0: you the can pet tell your store. story. You can tell your story.
3: You're, you're, okay, now or I? Yeah. I'm yeah. Imagine imagine being a child, a young influential you know it's, impressionable know. impressionable thank you so much and your your mom is working at a pet store which you thought super cool go in there see all the animals hang out with them but one day you walk in to see the most horrific murder you'd ever <laughs> saw and will ever <laughs> see in your entire life did you know that if, I a, mean dead that dead, if so. a guinea pig gets really hungry they'll kill and eat Their cage mate, and do you know where they start? Their fucking head. That's where they start. (laughs) He he had eaten the like the skull of the other (laughs) guinea pig. Literally, what had, had was eating his head. That is what we walked into. Blood everywhere and the guinea the guinea pig had literally and I can't, I can't describe this stuff consumed the head of the other <laughs> guinea pig forever ruining guinea pigs for me <laughs> they're they are awful animals we'll
0: see if we can turn it around this evening yeah, with a little I, game called I, G-Force yeah
3: this will <laughs> <helped.
4: This laughs> uh I had hamsters when I was a kid and the pet store sold us two male hamsters we named uh, Speedy, Gonzalez and Taz and it turned out that Tad was Taz was actually not a male but a female. She had yeah. babies, and same rules apply. When they're hungry, <laughs> they'll eat their own children. Yep. Yeah. And she, yep. I think she had like ten or twelve of them, and by like a couple days later, there was two left.
0: Oh, yeah. Geez. So but I think my you know, parents got to them before My goal before the, this uh, evening was to, you know, we took a real dark turn with Velvet Assassin, and I really wanted something more lighthearted this evening. <laughs> Frank, what do you think? Are you ready?
2: I was born ready, all right? <laughs> I didn't all know All right. yet. Well, every, I settle see in this film okay. until I was instructed to do so, and I've right. seen it twice so far, and I think I'll watch <laughs> it many more times in the sure. future. Sure, sure. Many more times. Uh, so, brought to you by legendary producer Jerry Bruckheimer... Of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, National Treasure, he's an accomplished man. Okay, and when he was approached with this idea, he said, "Yeah, let's do it." The movie opens up with Zach Galifianakis, who's playing the character Ben, and uh, he's in like you know this dusty warehouse, and uh, he's like, you know, we're in a secure location. We could talk freely here. We're gonna have to go. The FBI is gonna shut us down tomorrow if we don't you know show them we're worth you know the money that they're uh, investing in us. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it cuts to, uh, this, would you say orange, orange and white guinea pig? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And his name is Darwin. Uh, He's kind of the leader of the group. He's played by Sam Rockwell. He's in a lot of stuff. Sam Rockwell, if you see him, you're like, oh, that guy. He he opens up this little briefcase. It's an elaborate move. He puts it on the table. He spins it around. He pops open the thing. You know, uh, an art department guy really put a lot of time to that little briefcase. You know, like futuristic, holographic presentation about what (laughs) they have to do. And uh, so the FBI, it's kind of confusing because uh, it's like the FBI, but also Homeland Security. So the mission is... They have to infiltrate um, Bill Knightley's place who he's playing uh, Leonard Sabre who doesn't you know give some weapons to the United States government for sure. a big uh, thing of cash uh, and he's the he has a co- new company called uh, Saberling Industries, you know and uh, they make appliances you can hit a button and activate it and and, and trigger you know maybe having control they really don't know hundred percent about what the issue is you know but they just know that there's these microchips and they're you know, supposed to be controlling stuff, and it's going to cause cluster storm. They don't really know what cluster storm is, co- like, what, it, what it's all about. And then you have Blaster. He's kind of like, you know, the the arrogant uh, weapons expert, blow it up, you know, attack guy. You know, so anyway, so it's Tracy Morgan doing a kind of pulled back performance to some extent, you know. He's really, you know, because sometimes he can get a little, like, slurry how he's talking. You know, is that due to inebriation or not? I don't know, but he seemed pretty sober and clear and concise in this for the most part. So that was interesting. Juarez, played by uh, Penelope Cruz, and you know she is the, of course, the the Spanish accent uh, guinea pig who you know you later find out is actually from South America, where guinea pigs come from. Um, (laughs) anyhow, who who is not Salma Hayek?
0: (laughs) Who is different than Salma Hayek? Know that? (laughs) Yeah, but she
2: (laughs) plays a lot of similar roles, and they could honestly play relatives, and I don't know. So the plan is to go in there, infiltrate. Uh, take information off his computer, you know, do a little hacker man, you know, and get out with the information and give it to the FBI and say, hey, look, you know, this team, look what we did, you know. You guys, I think they were working on it for two years, you know, the FBI, and they couldn't crack it. They couldn't get a, a warrant or anything. So it's like, you know, if we can do this, we're going to prove our worth, you know. The animals could only talk when they're wearing their earpieces. They all have, like, tactical gear, you know. Well, it would be it would be like a... <laughs> I'm sorry, my guinea pig, you know, I've been around, I used to have one in my backyard, he was a wild guinea pig, disappeared one day, who knows what happened, he probably just went on the back on the road, you know, as they do. Anyhow, <laughs> that's beside the point. So, we also have two additional characters that aren't guinea pigs that are part of G-Force, that is Speckles, and he is the, you know, the uh, star-nosed mole, and he is like the tech guy, you know, and uh, the eye in the sky is a character called Mooch, who is a fly. How did, so anyhow, he, so- how did he train? That's Zach Galifianakis' secret, okay? <laughs> That's why he's being paid by the government, because he's that good, okay? Beckles <laughs> the Mole uh, is actually played by everyone's favorite actor, Nicholas Cage. And, uh, <laughs> and he's doing kind of like a voice the whole time, you know? It's like, it's not, it's, you, you, if you heard it first, you're like, who's this guy, you know? It's Nicholas Cage. Um, it's actually it's spot great, on, on to what
0: he sounds like.
2: He's got a USB adapter to his little guinea pig PDA thing, you know? <laughs> There's a, you know, he has to stretch to type all the things, you know, and uh, they get into the system, and he finds the the properly labeled uh, folder, he drags it, and it's basically so every appliance that he's ever made can talk to each other, you know, and it can talk to your computers. So basically, you know, if you use your coffee maker a lot; it'll tell you when you need to order coffee and all that stuff. Like you know, things that happen nowadays, you know.
4: So it's like Alexa.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah basically, yeah. So he basically made Alexa, and uh, that's what he's selling. You know, that's what he's telling everybody. I'm a mole. I'm. I'm good with worms, or I love worms or something. And, of course, as he's saying that, there's a worm dangling next to him, and he eats it, you know? So anyway, so they get the thing, uh, and now they need to evac. So they go, and they have their little hamster parachutes, and they kind of parachute down. There's no rodent left behind, you know? And then they, they hover down towards the Doberman blaster. Of course, he's the, you know, aggressive one. He goes, and he jumps on the dog's head, and kind then he kind of gets stuck in the tree. Exterminator truck comes up and, like, gasses them. And then it cuts to the exterminator truck just driving, and the guy in the exterminator truck pulls off his mask and courts it's Zach Galifianakis. you know, he said, Oh, great. Yeah, you know, you guys did so good. Guess who's leading the FBI guys there? Of course, it is uh, none other uh, Lego Batman, Will Arnett. Uh, you know, <laughs> so he's the. Blues. Yeah, Job. Yes. And uh, <laughs> perfect, Job. And uh, so. You know, I've made a huge mistake. They go in. And they're like, oh about? Know, <laughs> what, and uh, of course, he, he opens up with showing them. You know, what, like if you were to have like a, the ability to have like an animal surveillance covert team, what would you show first? You'd show them, of course, the cockroaches you have. Uh, Lauren, that's really not impressed by any of that. You know. And then they start talking. He's like, well, okay, this is a little, this is a little out of hand. You know, uh, this is weird. And there's a whole to do and then Speckles uh, decodes the thing and it's just a presentation of a coffee machine and then it's like oh this is great you know Like, you guys go behind my back you steal information about this guy's coffee maker yeah he makes appliances you know what I mean Uh, he's like so you guys are going to get shut down they evacuate they kind of you know they have little tubes naturally so they evacuate in the tubes they get brought to the pet store Mooch also sneaks his way into the truck before uh, the door closes they get to this pet store he just puts them into you know, the little display that uh, Tom is so familiar with at pet stores <laughs> where they put the animals together. Uh, so, so they so get in this there, is where you know. they kill each other. Yeah. The killing floor. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that would have been the
3: best way is if they get in there and they turn to each other and, like, there's a really grizzled, like, a guinea pig with one eye and he's just like, Welcome to the Killing Floor. <laughs> but that, that, that would be the best representation. No, this movie is a little
2: a little nicer around the edges than that. The little hamster who is played by Steve Buscemi. <laughs> well, yeah. his, his name's Bucky and he's just like little he's kind of crazy, you know. He's got he's he's Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Steve Buscemi? Yeah. Well, Alfred, you have my the attention playing. now. I don't Steve know if Buscemi could play that. is a very well adjusted man uh, <laughs> and a hero. Okay, yeah, you should have started with that. I'm <laughs> <something pretty> interested. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> From under, there was like someone in the pine shaving because there's a big fart. It reveals another guinea pig, you know. And then Steve Buscemi's like, "I'm not part ferret," you know. But you know, yeah, yeah, my grandmother did date a ferret one time, you know, but nothing happened, you know. <laughs> We're, okay, we're picking up. Don't worry. It all kind of comes quickly. All right. This movie's almost <laughs> over before you know it. So, <laughs> it's because you don't want to have so. <laughs> so, she, you know, is saying how she's going to dress up, Juarez and all this stuff. And Warez is like, I'm going to friggin' bite you, you know, if you do that. And then uh, the kids, like, oh, uh, the older uh, boys, like, you know, uh, I want to see that fat one, you know? So,. Uh, they pick up Hurley, and uh, the grandpa's like, oh, what do we feed these things? And the guy who's working there's like, let me show you. And they walk away. You know, Hurley's so excited. He's being adopted. You know, he, he just wanted a family this whole time. And uh, he's talking about how he wants to, you know, all this food he wants to eat and all this stuff. And as he's doing that, the kid pulls out, like, a little uh, lacrosse uh, ball flinger thing, you know? And he sets Hurley in there, and he throws him uh, <laughs> across the pet store to where there's a big snake, Right. So Hurley falls in the thing. The snake lurches at him, and he hits the side of the tank because he's, he fell into the tank right next to the snake tank, so he's fine. And I was waiting for, like, you know, a scorpion to come out or something, you know what I mean? Because it was like, well, there's an empty tank, you know? There's got to be another animal in there that could, you know, scare him or something. But they, they didn't go for that. Maybe they were playing, too. He got cut. I don't know. Uh, and then it cuts to, you know, some things happen. You know, things are happening. All right? Uh, <laughs> one of the things that, I'm like, yeah, but it's the coffee thing again. And then their computer starts to get, like, buggy and hacked and, you know, it's like something's happened to it, you know, some kind of spyware or malware thing. And they're like, whoa, that's like a, you know, really strong computer virus that was on those files. You know, this is kind of strange. Speckles, the mole played by Nicholas Cage, is playing dead because I guess the mice had said that one of the other mice had died and they just buried him out back, you know, and for him, that's ideal because then he could just keep digging. Then he throws the mole directly into the trash truck. Who immediately compacts the back, you know? You're <laughs> like, oh my god, they just killed Nicolas Cage, you know? As a
0: mole, doing a voice. As a mole,
2: and, and you hear him go, oh no! he's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck, you know? And, and Darwin's like really torn. He's like, no, you know, and the, uh, and the, you know, and, and Hurley, even though he doesn't really know, him, he's like, oh, that's unfortunate, you know. Uh, and then Steve Buscemi really kind of, you know, uh, not uh, too upset about it. Anyhow, so he's like, hey, you got a birthmark on your back. You know, I got that same birthmark. We're probably related. And that's where uh, once again Darwin really kind of elaborates on the fact that, no, man, I'm a genetically modified and enhanced guinea pig. We're not related. You know, you're not like me. I'm special. You know, I could do crazy things. You don't even know, man we could have got her out you know uh, uh speckles didn't have to die because of you you know you could have told us and we could have left but you know you had to be greedy you know uh, but he doesn't hurt him like, like for a second they're like oh he's going to hit that other hand you know is the guinea pig going to hit the hamster but he doesn't and uh, so the two guinea pigs they go on their little adventure to go to uh, Ben's house and he's like, I got to check out the coffee maker. So he goes to the coffee maker. He kind of plays around. He finds a chip inside of him. He's like, oh my, this is the government chip that we thought were in all the weapons, you know, and all the planes and all the stuff. But it's in this coffee maker. That's kind of weird. He tries to take it out. That activates the coffee machine. The coffee machine becomes like some sort of transformer robot thing, you know? And it tries to kill him and Hurley. The girl has been dressing up Juarez this whole time. She put makeup on her. She gave her a different earring and uh, lipstick, painted her nails, all this stuff. Blaster is being used as like a, uh, a dummy, a test dummy in a little car. You know, and the kid's driving the car around and, like, crashing them through. You know, make them do all these tricks and stuff. Get back to Ben's house. Everyone got back to Ben's. And he's like, oh, what happened to Speckles? And like, oh, Speckles, you know, he died. He got crushed <laughs> in the trash compactor. You know, everyone's really sad. Three guinea pigs hamster ball things, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they're guinea pig balls. They drive off, and they're being pursued by the FBI, naturally. So they go on this, this crazy chase, and they call for backup, you know. And the backup's like, We're, what, who are we chasing? What are we doing? You know? What? They infiltrate the house. When it happens, the guy hits the button to activate the thing and it causes all these appliances to go crazy. Hurley who's supposed to be look at, you know, of course he wasn't looking out. He gets trapped in a microwave because it had a piece of cake in it. So, the microwave <laughs> is trying to decide how to properly cook Hurley. He sees Speckles there. He's like, "Speckles, oh my god, you're alive and you're in the bad guy's hideout, you know?" And then Speckles is like, "Man, I am the bad guy, you know?" Mm. And everyone's like, "What? When he was young, Uh, His family was exterminated, and his dad told him, "If you can ever bring humanity to its knees, son, do it." So he's like, "What?" Uh, And he's like, "If you, you know, if you, these search results, if you Google mole, you know, there's, you know, three million or thirty million results. None of them know how to take care of moles. They're all how to kill moles. You Uh know, Uh, so anyway, he wanted to wage his own personal Holocaust against humanity because of that. Yeah, well, 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 there's two twists. One, that they aren't, you know, genetically modified, and they're just normal guinea pigs. And the second twist is that Speckles uh, is the bad guy. It all combines together. It's like a Transformers-esque thing. And, you know, the guinea pigs work together, you know, to try to climb up it and, and get to the top. He wanted to track all the space debris so he could magnetically pull it down from the sky... Uh, to rain space junk all over Earth and, the, you know, to kill everybody, you know? Or he's like, I just wanted my appliances to talk, to talk to each other, you know, to be more efficient and then I could control the market better. That's how it starts you know? Jeff Bezos. Yeah. And, and they're like, dang, I guess we can't really charge you on that, huh? But, uh, <laughs> the speckles giant mech like picks up the fbi thing that zach alvin actually's character has gotten in there um to tell them you know my guys are in there it'll be okay and speckles is like looking in there and he's like gonna crush him or something and uh darwin gets the top and he's like man what are you what are you doing man we were we were team you know we're family like why would you turn you know it's like i get it your parents died but it's like you have us now you know and it's like and ben saved you ben like taught you stuff you know he made you who you are And then, like, he's looking at him, and Speckles like, oh, man, I can't believe I did that, you know? I'm sorry, guys. Like, it's a complete... It's like the fastest 180 you ever see a bad guy do ever. (laughs) Darwin's like, well, we could stop it with this, and he puts the virus in the thing, and it shuts everything down. It's like, oh, happily ever after. They all get... They're all part of the FBI now, even Hurley. You're thinking, okay, well, what happened to Speckles? He kind of almost caused a a worldwide uh, genocide, Surely
0: someone died when all those appliances with blades came to life.
2: Yeah, you don't don't see anyone dying, but... like he was raining space trash, but uh, apparently no, he's just he's just working to take all the chips out of the appliances, you know. Oh, also, one other important detail: I can't believe I forgot this. As Steve Buscemi's character pushed John Favreau's character out of the thing, he said, "You're right, my grandfather was a ferret," you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> he, he, yeah. That's a anyway. That, so that was really the most important part of the movie. Yeah. I think. So that's
0: that's I think uh, about what we need to know for for G Force, right?
2: Yeah. That, that's pretty much all G Force. <laughs> just just you, know. So you know,
3: I think we started exactly an hour ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I think I got all the covered. Out. Thank you, Frank, for another excellent section of Thank five Thank Films you. with Thank you, Frank. You only five minutes, guys. It was only five minutes. It
1: was a glorious five minutes.
2: <laughs> oh, <my laughs> if anyone's still listening,
0: uh, before this game came out, reporting from GFC in 2009, IGN first told us. Of this game in late March. So, a couple months before it was released, it was released in June of 2009. They describe it as a typical 3D action platformer, and the game would release three days before the movie came out. Build that hype train for the movie. Yeah, so the movie also came out in 2009, I think uh, first weekend of July, and this game came out in June. And, uh, yeah, before we turn the game on, did anyone anyone know the movie or the game existed? I knew the movie existed. Yes, I have yes. heard of the movie? Yeah, okay. I,
3: I guess I knew the movie existed, and therefore someone's going to make a crappy game of it, you know?
0: <laughs> Fair. All right. And uh pitch is just an action platformer based on a Disney movie. High hopes, what do you think?
3: I, I, I hope for an accurate depiction of guinea pigs. I hope that in order to in order to <laughs> complete be, with when you run out of energy head devouring yeah, I hope that when you run out of energy you can turn to your teammate and crack their skull open and <laughs> drink their brain and gain life back. Yeah,
0: to replenish your health.
3: If you don't mind impressions, I can give you an impression of a guinea pig, and I'm not going to do something silly, like, you know, just be like, make a zombie sound or something terrifying. I'm going to try and do a real-life impression of a guinea pig, I'm going to nail it, because Frank's was subpar. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Hold on.
1: Wow. Shots fired. Okay. Go yeah,
3: ahead. Okay. It might take a second, because it. it's actually really painful to do. Okay. <laughs> oh,
5: God.
0: <laughs> that's it that's, they that's are a, not that high pitch but like the tonal <laughs> changes in it that's pretty accurate i'll give you that yeah
3: yeah when you hear that's when you true. don't feed them enough one day just one day when you forget to not feed them what on a, time, what I'm, i've heard this story hear the several screams. times
0: and i feel like what i'm picking apart is that you forgot to feed them and this is mostly guilt forgot. that we're hearing well, okay. about and your what? aversion to guinea <laughs> <No>. pigs
3: <laughs> my mom worked at the store so and you know what <laughs> That's a great question. I'm going to call I should call my mom and be like, "Hey, remember all those years ago when you
0: worked at a pet store? Did you not feed?" She's going to be like, "No, that never happened." <laughs> right. No, no. You she... made this up. I don't know what you're repressing, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so many So things. speaking of guinea pigs, as usual, we do have a reward this evening and uh, as you are a guinea pig in a 3D environment space going on an adventure, the reward this evening is a 3D printed guinea pig. That uh, that looks like he's he's ready for an adventure in our chat as well. Yeah, it looks like a a large scale D and D mini This is the first
3: time I actively hope I lose.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we've got to get points for Tom. You want? (laughs) I'm going to donate all of my points to Tom in charity
0: today. (laughs) Let's see some guinea pig play. That sounds filthy. (laughs) <laughs> All right, we're done here. Uh, pack it
1: in,
0: pack <laughs> it in, guys.
4: Oh! Guinea pig jetpack, rocket dead. pig. Hold the button to aim. Press the fire button to shoot
0: while aiming. All right, so we got a plasma blaster gun. We're going through a little tutorial right now. We've tried out a jetpack. No, oh, hang on now. We got some uh, waffle makers. Whoa! <laughs> And we've just seen the first of the, the whip tool. How's it feel using the plasma whip and the plasma gun? Are these weapons in the (laughs) movie? I I don't remember Frank uh, mentioning these. Uh, Frank, was there a plasma whip and plasma gun in the movie? uh, No, there was not. Okay. (laughs) No,
2: there was not.
0: (laughs) I feel like I'm obligated to hate this, so I don't know (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're getting our
2: introduction to
0: Mooch here. Pressing Q to deploy Mooch.
4: We should change the way the podcast works, and you don't know if it's supposed to be a good game or a bad game.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> so I feel like you go in expecting. you just like, oh, so this is bad. So Mooch can
0: slow time down by holding down control. Yeah, so so far we've learned we've got we've got Darwin, our guinea pig. He's armed with a jetpack, a laser whip that looks a lot like Whiplash's weapon from Iron Man or Samus's whip from yeah. <laughs> um, Metroid. And we've got Mooch, oh. which is a remote little fly that we can send out. And uh, he can slow time to get through, hard to get through places. Places even smaller that oh. uh, a guinea pig can't even get through. Tom's having a lot of trouble getting through that door, though. And we're uh, we're past the tutorial. Congratulations, Tom. Uh, How's it feel? You're, you're now it. a full-fledged agent. I'm not
3: going to lie. I, I've been drinking at, from the beginning of when Frank started <laughs> his thing. <laughs> so... I'm gonna be completely honest. So far, I'm having a
4: blast. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Uh, it's
1: all that matters, Tom.
0: Digital picture, heads-up uh, display of uh, oh, Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah. How do you say his name? Does anyone know Bill Nye? Na- is it Bill Nye or is it Bill Nighy. Nighy? I think it's Nye. Nye. I think it's Nye. I remember Nighy? him most fondly from yeah. uh, being in Underworld.
4: He was in Underworld. He was in Shaun of the Dead. He was. Yeah. In, he's been in a lot of zombie oh, movies. guys,
0: in everything, yeah.
3: Are you saying Bill Nye is not pronounced Nye? No, we're talking
0: oh, about different. a different the guy who plays Bill Nye, Saber. The science oh, was guy versus
4: I was like, Bill Nye, Nye the
3: science guy. Bill, Bill,
4: Bill, Bill Nye the science
3: guy. <laughs> when I was a kid, that's when you knew class was about to get
0: awesome. Like the teacher right, was hungover, Bill, and they were Bill, just like, Bill. "Today we're watching Bill Nye. We jump out of the back of a truck and we bust through a grate on the side of the highway here." Now, Frank, from your intimate knowledge of the film, I watched it h- half-heartedly the last couple days, but my understanding is that this takes place after they get out of the pet store, after they reform. Does this seem right?
2: Well, I mean, uh, this is all... Come on, Frank. <laughs> I mean, w- they were in that contraption when they're headed to the final time to the house. Right. You know, that's the end of the movie. And I believe that um, that's
0: actually where this game picks up.
2: Okay, but there was... They weren't being chased by the FBI, you know, they weren't in any sort of tunnel system. They were on the uh, main roads in uh, California somewhere. Oh, okay. You know. They've already, you know, jumped a shark here. What do you guys think? Is that, uh,
0: is that Penelope Cruz? Was that Zach Galifianakis? You guys get back to me. Listen to the voices. Let me know. Uh, this looks like a uh, Hitman game. Entry
2: point. Yeah. Hitman with the uh, guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. So Darwin is climbing up the gutter system, evading the FBI or security guards. Man, I
5: just wish I was one doing this in
0: What do you guys think? Is that Tracy Morgan? No.
2: <laughs> if I had to guess, I'd say no.
0: <laughs> I love that you drop down, Tom, and you like you freeze and you check all your surroundings before you move. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, I just ed- he's playing the game. Just instincts. <laughs> I'm try- I I haven't played a game uh, for a while on GDN. I'm trying to play the shit out of this one. <laughs> Literally, the first gu- the first guinea pig I find is fucking dead. <laughs>
4: Wait, do you think you're going <laughs> like to find any rivals? <laughs> Where's the button to
0: gnaw his <laughs> <Yeah>. head off? <laughs> so, first impressions, Tom, as you're handling it, as everyone's watching it, what do you guys think?
3: I think, so far... I feel more covert than, uh, Violet, Violet, uh... It's not Vi- Velvet Violet? Assassin, Velvet. Velvet, Velvet Assassin. Assassin, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This feels a lot more covert out than Velvet Assassin.
4: Just wait till Darwin
0: takes morphine <laughs> in the game. I it think yeah, really it's a really negligee. Good. I'm excited <laughs> to see him, yeah, the negligee, yeah. So the developer for this game is Eurocom Development Ltd, a British video game developer. They were founded in 1988 and have a long history with Disney games uh, and other classics. In the 90s, Eurocom Development did James Bond Jr. on NES, Lethal Weapon tie in, Disney's Jungle Book, Family Feud, Earthworm Jim for Game Boy and Game Gear, and they did PC versions of our Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, they did Cruisin' World on 64, Disney's Hercules, War Gods on 64, Disney's Tarzan, Duke Nukem Zero Hour on 64, Hydro Thunder 64, 40 Winks on PlayStation, and Machine Hunter was one of their original properties that was a top-down shooter on PlayStation. So a lot of games you can recognize there, and they've had their had their hand on a lot of stuff. Actually, that was just the 90s, too. In the 2000s, they did 007 World is Not Enough, 007 Nightfire, Spyro, A Hero's Tale, Robots, the movie tie-in, Batman Begins, Ice Age 2. Why did I abbreviate this like I would recognize it? P.O.T.C. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean at the World's End. Quantum of Solace, uh, Dead Space Extraction for the Wii. And then in the tens or the aughts, is that what we call the 2010s? Was GoldenEye 007 we call on them Wii. the Golden Years at this point? The Golden Years back before this fucking decade. Uh, <laughs> they did uh, GoldenEye 2007 for the Wii, Rio, Disney Universe, GoldenEye 2007 Reloaded, and 007 Legends. Unfortunately in late 2012, laid off about 75% of their 200 employees and were shuttered by the end of the year from bankruptcy. Darwin's about to hack into the computer.
3: Hacking Gets is up very on top realistic of the desk.
0: in this game. Hacking is very realistic. He walks up to the keyboard, you hold down the E key for about two seconds until it completes, and you are now hacker man.
5: No, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't easy? work
0: though. Zero oh, it didn't work. Yeah, he had zero access, but what he needs is the key. All right, Mooch is going the wrong way, it looks like. I'm not sure where you're supposed to go, Mooch, but you missed it.
2: Classic Mooch.
0: <laughs> well, the game was published, obviously, by uh, the big mouse themselves, Disney Interactive Studios, Inc., which was established around 1996, uh, which was a continuation of Walt Disney Computer Software Division. They were already doing some things in the video game space. Uh, And around 2003, it was rebranded as Buena Vista Games. Are you trying to fly into Bill Nighy's face? That's kind of rude. Buena Vista Games was reorganized in 2007 and combined with some studios to form Disney Interactive Studios. They took on an ambitious toy box strategy that included Toy Story 3 and Disney Infinity. Between 2008, they reported a $200 per year uh, loss. And... They shuttered most Ooh. of the small studios, mostly because of D- Disney Infinity, honestly, but they didn't have a lot of success with their other games. So in 2014, they laid off 700 employees after officially canceling Disney Infinity. Again, 700 employees they laid off from that studio, and they closed their doors officially Ooh. in 2016. So actually now, any games that you see that are Disney games, they're mostly licensed out to other companies. They, have, um, they make a couple small mobile games, but they really don't have any in-house publishing anymore. And they have specific mm. deals worked out with like EA and such. Um, so, like, that's how Star Wars games are made, or EA games. Yeah, so Disney video games are kind of kind of dead. Sorry for the bad news there. but. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. You know. Like I said, this game came out in 2009. We've done a couple games from 2009, including the last one, Velvet Assassin. Also, Rogue Warrior, Jurassic the Hunted, and uh, another rodent-based game that we've done. You guys familiar with our other rodent-based game? Remember what that was? Oh. <gasps> uh, oh bad Rat. Rats. Bad Rats, that's yeah. right. Frank,
5: ah, Carly said, fake. "Bad rats." Oh, he as did sorry, well. oh,
0: "Yeah." So I'd hope Carly would remember she won because she didn't play. Right. <laughs> she is the baddest rat. I have
1: my my beautiful little plague rat. Yeah, yeah. I do. It's right
0: here. <laughs> Things are coming oh, along. Wow. That Dell computer he has.
4: This is like the Transformers movie.
2: Yeah, it's very uh, similar.
0: Oh, look, you can see Mooch flying around. Isn't that a nice touch? Like, anywhere you are walking around as a guinea pig, you can see Mooch flying around. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Well, like I said, we played some games that came out this year, but the top games of that year, which I'm sure we've mentioned before, so you can have some context about when this game was coming out, would have been Uncharted 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, uh, Street Fighter 4, Braid, uh, Batman, Arkham Asylum, and god of war collection on ps3 it just pointed out your movement tom if you want to practice that while aiming like while aiming down sights with your plasma gun if you tap spacebar and move left and right you do dodges your your iframes <laughs> if you want to lock on a target and dodge their attacks it's pretty pretty good movement for a guinea pig <laughs> game <laughs> i i uh, i just did it you'll see it in a second. yeah i saw <laughs> So oh, every no. time it introduces a new enemy, it's got like a little slow mo introduction to their, uh... It's like a
4: Borderlands kind of thing. Right? Yeah.
0: So we're fighting a blender right now. So far we've fought these little bugs and a couple waffle makers. Does a 3D platformer like this or a game based on an animated movie? Does it uh, remind you of anything you liked? Fond memories of early early games like this?
4: I remember one of the earliest games I played on a computer was it came with a toy alien from Independence Day. Ooh. It was the one that, you know, you can like open up and there's a little guy inside. Cool. And it was on a floppy disk and it was <laughs> just like you were flying one of the alien ships and trying to shoot down more of them and cool. So that was pretty cool, but that was way back in the day. Yeah. As far as tie-ins go, that was probably my favorite because everyone since then is either like infuriatingly hard, like Lion King, <laughs> and Toy Story, great platformers. Or, just, or just not
0: fun. Sure. Yeah, they're so cheap that they're not fun.
4: Yeah. I. Uh, it's funny. We
3: mentioned mine earlier. I think one of my first earliest ones was uh, Toy Story. Yeah? I'd yeah, the to side-scrolling up- Toy Story? Yeah yeah I'd have to look up like which the specific one that I played was but it, it i I remember for, for being Sega, young I enough think was the one that for Genesis it was difficult he doesn't have a brain our for root. me to eat
0: <laughs> what's my motivation <laughs> anyone else any fond memories of movie tie-ins
2: yeah I mean you know I think everyone here has played their fair share of uh, movie video games I mean we have um, on our
0: podcast but yeah
2: yeah well I mean being before that you know like mm-hmm. yeah so you know, I played the Toy Story game, because there were there were several, but I, I remember the one for the Super Nintendo that was very hard. I don't think I ever got past the first level. Yeah. And there was also one, I believe, on either the N64 or PlayStation. Uh, I, I want to say PlayStation. And I think in that one, you primarily played as Buzz. And yeah. I, I just couldn't also, I got to a certain point where I just couldn't, I don't know. Because, you know, back then, I was at the age where I really didn't read as much, you know. Yeah. So, had I actually read things in the game, it probably would have been uh, <laughs> easier. Yeah. And then there was also uh, the Bugs Life game. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you ever played that. I don't that. know if I did. Uh, I, I, I remember getting kind of far in that uh, to the point where, uh, what was the crazy grasshopper, you know? Yeah, yeah, the uh, homicidal one, yeah. Yeah, there's like a part where he's hunting you. You know, remember the scene Sounds from the movie scary. where he's like stomping through the ground. It's like nemesis. Yeah, playing that level was a little, a little scary as a kid. Looking back on it now, it's probably not as scary. Sure. You know, because it's really crappy grounds. <laughs> but uh, at the time, I remember being kidding and be like, "Well, this is kind of a little intense."
0: Oh, this guy's waffle maker just came alive and, uh, and it's got spikes.
4: So, yeah, how does so I can understand like it becoming sentient. And maybe maybe and being able to open it and turn. close itself, <laughs> yeah, and like burn you. But I can't imagine it like growing teeth. No, it's because of the microchip. It makes sense, man.
0: I don't, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's a very it's a very Transformers kind of logic that like if it's a machine, it can turn into anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like it didn't have that before. It can't just create matter from nothing. All right. Well, yeah. You guys have probably played some. Difficult early Disney games. I think uh, Hunter, you mentioned some of the the difficult platforming ones. Oh, Uh, Aladdin Aladdin Yeah, yeah. Aladdin. Yep. DuckTales, Little Mermaid There's a there's a reason they all had a kind of a specific very difficult feel a lot of those are Capcom games before Disney Kind of ventured into it. Um, All those games are official like Capcom licensed games I think the Aladdin for Super Nintendo was one of the first games I actually ever beat. Oh, really? Wow Really flexing on us here Wow. All right. Yeah. Frank. No, it was like, I mean, it's like a, it was like
2: my mom, that was like in like the only game my mom would really ever play with us, too. Oh, yeah. So it was like a whole like family effort. Well, I guess my mom and, and Bob and, you know. So, you know, it was just like all, like I remember like us staying late up at night, like trying to beat the game. We finally beat it. You know, yeah. And with that game, you know, it had the code thing, so you could like skip to the levels. now oh, once you unlock so the code, yeah. So once you got so yeah. far in the game, you know, you could just load from there. You know, so that's what also made it kind of easier to beat. Sure. Because you could like resume. Yeah. You know, instead of the other games where it's like, oh, you're dead, start from the beginning.
0: Yep. Yeah. And by the late '90s, they Disney got into the, making the games of their own, and not that they necessarily degraded with quality. They have made some good games, but there's a definite shift in um, the what the games feel like. There's a waffle iron in the I,
3: I, you know, vents, I, I the AC ducks. How many waffle it, I was irons? I like, why is this here?
4: <laughs>
3: How many
0: waffle irons does this building have in it? So many. You never know when you're going to need 50, 60 waffles. Yeah, the NES Friday the 13th game, Sagey says. that. Um, yeah, that, that, that was a good one.
3: Oh, you know what? I played the hell out of, and this is super old, is uh, the Home Alone game. Oh Um, yeah, I did too. Yeah, it 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 had like a crafting system
0: in it. Like you would pick up like a glue and like a wooden board, and like you turn it into a trap. So yeah, that was was one of my first introductions to crafting.
3: Right. Right. It was. It was like in like the house, but two D. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And you had to figure out like the pathing, so how you could slow them down enough and try and get from one room to another. Yeah, it's a that was that was a difficult game. I don't think I ever got past the second level on that. Actually,
3: I gotta be honest. I was just gonna say the same thing. I was like, I don't think I ever got (laughs) past the very beginning. Uh-oh. Well, some
0: more games from this era. Yeah, we mentioned Forty Winks, made by the same company. Uh, other 3D platformers is really what I'm talking about. Just some other games like this. It's got a Banjo Kazooie kind of feel, or Jack and Daxter, Psychonauts, Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper, Sonic Adventure games, Super Mario Galaxy, and Conquer are all kind of the, the 3D platformers that this is uh, this is kind of emulating, right? And you haven't really gotten into it too much, but we'll see more and more puzzles as we go along. Did he run out of time? Is that what happened? Yeah. You let Blaster die? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, I was hoping
3: that it would expose his uh, skull and it would make access <laughs> to his brain a little it's easier. Uh, but Blaster is for some reason, the game
0: didn't let me actually continue on to eat his brain. Uh, Blaster is right now stuck in an elevator and a paper shredder that has come to life is trying to get in and kill him because it's a sentient... Uh, paper shredder and that's what they do right duh well I found a nice little article on
3: can I just say that like the fact that this paper shredder is like shooting blades and that they're shooting them with like actual like assault rifles live ammo yeah it really ups a the stakes jarring? this game I'm like this is legit man
0: <laughs> this this, yeah, yeah, pig this guy's is... got an m16 and just shot a, yeah. a paper, shri- paper shredder thing, and you're somewhere in the crossfire yeah
3: they're in the shit right
0: now like
3: <laughs> this is crazy
0: <laughs> And Goof Troop, he's mentioned also in chat. So Goof Troop has been called. All right, we'll take a look at this. So, yeah, they have an article called The Best 20 Disney Games Ever Made, Ranked, by Matthew Bird. We'll see if you're right, Matthew Bird. So 20, he does put Disney's Hercules. I think someone mentioned that. Um, That's a PlayStation game. Um, Next, they have the Toy Story game, which we've mentioned. Came out on Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Uh, that was a 2D side scroll that was actually done by Traveler's Tales which was a british game developer um due to its early relationship with giant interactive entertainment they which they purchased uh giant interactive entertainment i think i've got this right they owned the rights to all the lego games so when they were purchased and merged they formed tt games um traveler's tale games and tt games you've probably seen before because they make all the lego games and that's kind of how the the relationship between lego games and disney games formed and that's why we have a ton of uh lego tie-in disney games because Lego games are actually kind of a competitor because owned by WB, but um, yeah, it's where the relationship comes from. Next, they have Black Cauldron, which is a, actually a DOS game made by Sierra Entertainment, so it was a point-and-click adventure game. Then, Little Mermaid on NES, a game that I have no shame in saying I played the heck out of. It was a very uh. difficult game by Capcom. Um, yeah, that uh, again was—I guess you call it platforming, even if you're under the water. But you know, it's underwater levels and. Oh, Yes, we can tell that you've had a few whiskeys. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Next I on you number sixteen. Under 16. the water, and it just seemed like the natural thing to do to be like, Oh, I see. T- yeah, I did. I see. See what is, I did. Is there. It, isn't that how it goes? Uh, uh. Don't be, don't be so crustacean. I don't know. It's not working anymore. <laughs> number have sixteen. Have you been drinking too? I wish. Number sixteen. They have Disney Infinity. <laughs> Uh, it made the list, but it did bankrupt their, uh, their game development side. 15, they have World of Illusion, starring Mickey and Donald Duck. And as Fredo said, number 14 is Goof Troop on SNES. It's a popular game. Uh, 13, Castle of Illusion, which was, um, I don't know, never played that one. Looks interesting, though. All right, so Tom has found a kiosk in Uh this game where he can spend his, uh, Currency that he's been collecting. You can max out your ammo, so restock on your ammo, upgrade your weapons, buy new weapons, and also buy the hints for around the map because around the map, you're going to find CDs that'll unlock more weapon upgrades for you. And uh, yeah, so there's in-game currency in GeForce and you spend it at kiosks, which are very conveniently programmed to have little keypads down on the floor level. Guinea pig weapons. I'm sorry,
3: but this is going to be the highest game I've ever rated.
0: (laughs) Enjoying it so far? (laughs) The upgradability of it?
3: I... I wanted... I really... Maybe it's because I've had the bar set so low where I was like, I am determined to hate the hell out of this. But I don't see anything wrong with it so far, and it's funny. Like, I could go on, but I'll wait.
0: I'll wait for the end. Number 12, we have Gargoyles on Sega Genesis. Gargoyles is a Disney- owned franchise, which I often forget because it's pretty dark, right? Darker than uh, this article says it was kind of their competitor, Batman, the animated series. Then 11, they have Darkwing Duck on NES. Number 10, they have Chippendale Rescue Rangers on NES. Number 9, they have Quackshot for Sega Genesis, which was Donald Duck doing a Indiana Jones impression. Oh, you just got hit by some oil and you're slipping all over the place. Okay, can you get hit by oil again real fast? Because the animation for that is just fantastic. No. <laughs> and you trail your little footprints yeah man the detail number eight we have mickey mania a timeless adventure of mickey mouse which stands out i guess because they kind of did a um and oh, kind yes. of what they did an epic mickey but they did this on snes yeah there's a number seven they have the snes version of aladdin which they actually separate from the genesis version so number yeah, six different. Is, are different yeah number six is lion king as we mentioned for snes and sega genesis fantastic game very difficult um, number five, DuckTales. I can't believe no one mentioned DuckTales. Like if anyone has, has anyone played DuckTales on NES? That is probably one of the most formative games in young Chris's game-playing life. It is one of the best platformers and so freaking difficult. Um, and the best soundtrack, too. Actually, hold on. I put the soundtrack in here. So there's a song from DuckTales, the most famous 8-bit song from it, called The Moon Theme. And it slaps. All right, hold on, I'm going to play it.
5: <laughs> it slaps
0: <laughs> it slaps you guys can hear that Mickey for the Wii—they put at number four—a uh, very good game, which they followed up with Epic Mickey 2. Not nearly as good, uh, but yeah, Epic Mickey kind of caught the caught the world off guard. They stole everything from Super Mario Sunshine, if we're being honest. But it was a very good game. So we have. Aladdin for Sega Genesis, they put it number three. Again, very different from the SNES version. They added a sword and uh, better graphics. So, yeah, that's the one to play. Number two, they put Tron 2.0, a game that I've never heard of before. And they put the note in here that um, if you take, take away from this article, uh, it's to give Tron 2.0 a chance. Um, it's made by Monolith Productions, same company that made Fear and Shadow of Mordor. And apparently, oh. it's really good. Never heard of it, though. Um, it came out for Xbox and PC so oh I saw Mooch flew into a uh a uh, yeah, I, bug zapper I, I want to talk about it. Mooch died <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow so have you figured it out yet Tom
3: <laughs> not yet hold on
0: okay we're gonna watch see if you figure this out he's gotta get over a high wall okay Speckles is telling him to jump into the stream yet he keeps shooting <laughs> it and turning the stream off <laughs> <laughs> so he's it's It's literally told them like four different ways about how to get through this part. <laughs> I, I'm
3: sorry i was i thought I could use mooch
0: yeah, you could use a a vortex that has spinning blades to ascend it's like a, a airstream essentially or windstream and the number one thing on this list they have here is Kingdom Hearts franchise for all you ah, weaves out it. there yeah they uh for what it's a great game i love kingdom hearts i i know i absolutely love it i'm just Why don't
2: you marry him? <laughs> i'm just saying oh. if, if you
0: went by like volume of how many fanfics have been written kingdom hearts is up there that's all i'm saying
3: wait how many uh, fanfics I mean, have you, you written, written chris? every
2: franchise like in one so yeah it's it's pretty it's kind uh, of great
3: chris have you written no, I, uh fanfiction for kingdom hearts it's not doing He's as well as i that. wish it was inserted. doing
2: you
0: know, I, I thought that I shipped the best combinations I could, but, um, yeah, it hasn't really gotten the love, but I thought it would. Anyway, yeah, no, I, I mean, I spent like 300 hours playing uh, Kingdom Hearts just to beat Sephiroth, probably. I mean, I was one of the best Sephiroth tie ever, and I was, a, I was a big, edgy kid, so I needed to, needed to beat Sephiroth. You know a game we had a great time doing in Bad Rats was Rat or Mouse, so I bring you a similar game, Hamster, Guinea Pig, or Gerbil. Are you guys ready to play
2: <gasps> Ooh, Hamster, yeah.
0: Guinea Pig, yes. or Gerbil? I am the largest of these three.
2: Oh, me? Guinea me, Pig. Me. Guinea pig. Guinea you can pig. just shout it
0: out. Quite a few points go around for that one. All right. These are so the wait, least well, it was social. Pig, right? Yeah, it was Guinea Pig. Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, everyone, everyone got it there. Uh, these are the least social of the three, and most suggest that you only need one
3: Guinea Pig. Gerbil. Hamster. <laughs>
1: gerbil.
0: Okay, no correct answers, there. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, wait, what was the last what? one? I said hamster. hamster the least social of the three is the hamster. They I actually, said hamster. Actually, like fight. If someone
4: who had multiple. Oh, you hamsters, said hamster. Sorry. Do, uh, all right, Hunter, fight. you can get a point. I'm sorry. I'll shout louder. Yeah, shout time. louder. You have to round out the uh, car.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, the gerbils, they do suggest that you get them in pairs. Uh, guinea pigs are absolutely um, social, and they always recommend you get them in pairs. But hamsters, they get a little feisty, um, and they do not suggest you put them uh, in with other hamsters.
2: Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll cuddle and stuff, and they'll be cool for a little while. But then, like, out of nowhere, you'll just hear, like, a hamster fight, and you got to take them apart, yeah. you know, and they'll... There'll be blood and stuff. They'll have mm-hmm. kids
4: solely so they can eat them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, a lot of times, too, it's not that they, the, the kids escape. They're, like, really good at getting out. Yeah. And you'll just find, like, a little dead baby hamster somewhere. Oh, cause God, because they, they, they escaped and snuck and into it. Yeah. They couldn't get got food. In between
0: the walls. Yeah, they suggest you get male-female pair, pairs for gerbils. And you can have them as the website that I read, uh, which was Australia, And they used the term de-sexed. So, yeah, you can have them... Uh, <laughs> Have those gerbils desect so they don't procreate. Little little snip snip. Little snippy <laughs> snip. Uh, these are nocturnal and can get grouchy if you handle them only occasionally during the daytime. Gerbil? I'm gonna go guinea pig. Got all our answers locked in. Wow, I am sorry everyone that the answer is it's hamster. Right. Hamsters are nocturnal and they actually get pretty feisty and unless you're handling them constantly yeah. throughout the day, yeah, they'll, they'll just bite you a lot.
4: Hamsters just sound awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really recommend them. <laughs> These live the longest. Guinea pig. Gerbil. <laughs> guinea pig. Guinea <laughs> pig. The answer is guinea pig. Guinea pigs live five I've to seen seen seven years.
1: Saying I'm going
0: to just say <laughs> guinea pig. It's I'm Five to, be to
1: be right seven years. years. That's
0: too long.
4: <laughs> Let's go back to rat if questions.
1: you ask me. <laughs> how yeah. do you rat?
4: <laughs> I don't know shit about these things. These eat each other and they start at the skull. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Tom. Gerbil. Aw,
1: oh, darn. <laughs> the
4: answer was all three of them.
0: These tunnel the most. These guinea gerbil. pigs, gerbils, gerbils, or hamsters do the most pack. tunneling. <laughs>
2: gerbil. <laughs> hamster. Uh, Hamster, not gerbil.
0: All right, congratulations, Carly and Frank, it's gerbils. Gerbils, you need to give the most bedding to satisfy their burrowing needs. They say that you need to give them the most verticality, yeah. These have roomy (laughs) cheeks to store and transport food. Oh, hamster. 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 Well, the ones that stand out as doing it, yes, it's hamsters.
2: Oh okay. Yeah, I should
4: get extra points because they all have it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think you didn't like, say I don't know how these
0: much are the ones that are. Stand I assume because they're rodents, they have. They all do some level of uh, yeah cheek stuffing, but yeah, hamsters the ones that stand out doing that.
4: I mean, I do it sometimes. So sure, who doesn't? <laughs> you know, I feel like that's the point of
0: cheeks. <laughs> these have the longest tails. Gerbil.
4: Gerbil. Gerbil gerbil
0: all right gerbil's all around that's right Yeah, they have the the longest tails guinea pigs barely have any tails as we see on screen and uh
2: in the movie they say they have no tails yeah
0: yeah their models there don't have any tails but as someone who owns guinea pigs they have a little nub i'm 90 sure at least that's the way their hair looks when they're sitting why don't you go, uh, I check. Think I'll fact, go check real quick yeah i'll check afterwards
3: we're just gonna they here? actually here. eat them off here. of each other
0: Wow, dark. <laughs> uh, a couple more questions here. Which are the most prone to biting?
3: Guinea pig. It's hamsters. probably hamster though. Hamsters. Hamsters. Hamsters.
0: hamsters. hamsters. sound like assholes here, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guinea go. pigs are absolute. Oh, sorry, hamsters are absolutely the most prone to to biting. Uh, yeah. Guinea pigs will bite you, but it's it's honestly not almost ever that Why bad. Why did my parents
4: get me hamsters, man?
0: Because they're they're so easily replaceable and cheap, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. They live uh I two to three caused, like, years. Hamster, hamster genocide when I was a little kid. Genocide?
2: Well, it was like they would bite me and then I would squeeze them <gasps> and they they would like die. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and like my grandma just kept giving me hamsters, I guess. Oh my god. And then and then we didn't get hamsters till like I was older and like knew not to kill them, you know? <laughs> and it was like I don't remember any of that. Wow. And I got told that later and it was like I was like, I did what? Oh my you god. Know? That's one of those things. That's like, a real uh, blame with this stay, animal lover, but yeah. Well, I'm trying to make up <laughs> for my mistakes after child. he
0: heard that he started loving animals so much. Yeah. So now yeah, I
2: can't do this anymore.
0: Now Tom is fighting some flying. They look like um they're alarm clock clocks, but they look like They're definitely clock
2: radios. They're clock
0: radios with tentacles. They look like they're from the Matrix, like the real world of the Matrix, the giant machines yeah. that um, chase oh, after yeah. the after the spaceship, yeah. All right, last question here. These are the only herbivores in the group. Guinea pig. I'm
3: going to go with gerbil. Gerbil. (laughs) Even though they eat each other.
0: Hunter's going to say gerbils or guinea pigs, despite the fact that Tom has told us that story. Is that where we're going with? (laughs) I'll say gerbil. Then I'm not going to give you the point. The correct answer is guinea pig, Tom. Yes. I honestly don't know God. what to tell you. Guinea pigs are herbivores, wait, and wait. everything else is an omnivore. Wait, wait. wait uh, as I, as we know,
3: I meant to say guinea pig in spite right. of them eating each other. Because I said in okay. spite of them I'll eating the each point. other, right? For some reason, I had a feeling that it was going to be these stupid-ass guinea pigs. So that you know what that means. <laughs> you know what that means. I just want to explain this to you. So he did it out of spite. So okay. So chimpanzees, by the way. They, you know yeah. what? They, they actually are one of the few animals that that murder for the sake of murder. Like it's 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 absolutely true. Look it up. They'll have <laughs> uh, like they'll have disputes, tribal disputes, and they'll kill each other. Not for food, not for sustenance, not for anything else. To, to kill each other. So that means if guinea pigs do not eat meat. It's murder, Chris. It's not, it's not <laughs> hunger. When I saw that guinea pig do that to the other guinea pig, he wasn't like, I'm so hungry. Thomas' mother never fed me. What will I do? I guess I'll just eat my croquetriot. No. He, instead, he was like, he was like, hey, so like you said, like, oh, this is my little area of the cage. You can just stay the fuck away. And yet our guinea pig was like, how you go fuck yourself? And then he was like, yeah, and cracked his head open like a fucking coconut and then just drank all the fluid inside. And then he was like, you know what? I don't even eat that shit. I just hate you. I just hate you. And you, know you don't
2: love? know what kind of beef I they love, had. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I love
2: that. I am guinea pig destroyer of worlds. So, but it, the, when you saw it, the guinea pig was already dead, right? Well, his head was gone, so yes, Frank. Yeah. Did you check for a pulse? Chances are he probably just died, and then they ate. The, because pretty much every animal, herbivore or not, will eat uh, available protein if it's there. Now you murdered uh, him. You'll see iguanas no, it, eating you can pet. tell. Karen you can tell. Like, they're not it, herbivores. It's, it's one of those things like deer deer will eat actually deer will sometimes kill things Frank, I used my um, child detective it, skills and there was signs of a struggle
3: <laughs> <laughs> and As in, you can see these tiny footsteps in, in, leading in, away from the scene in of the in guinea piggies, he was starting to spell out help with his own blood
0: it was awful <laughs> He did not go softly into that quiet night, that good night, (laughs) whatever the line is. Absolutely, he did not. Do you guys know where guinea pigs got their name? From New Guinea. Eh. New Guinea is actually in the Malaysia area, and they're also not pigs. So uh, some thought they got their name. No kidding. <laughs> they they're a rodent. Yeah, they. Some people think they got the noise from the squealing noise they make. I don't know how you how you get that. Like if there's some way you can say the word guinea. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> or maybe it was a guinea pig was the cost of one guinea, like the currency in 16th century england because that's when they started to be imported there or maybe they came from a port of a port called guania in south america like that's where they were transported through or guinea in west africa like that's the port that they came from and they just picked up the name there Nobody really knows, but they originate in the Andes, which is in the Peruvian area. Another random fact, you guys know what the largest rodent is, since we've talked oh, a lot about I rodents. Oh, I know, I know. Capybara. capybara. capybara.
2: capybara. 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 Wow, apparently capybara. That's, that's, that's
0: one of those fun facts, like the what's the powerhouse yeah. of the cell, I guess. All right, so everyone knows yeah. that a capybara is the biggest uh, rodent and this uh, bigger than an average dog. Uh, do you know what a male and a female guinea pig are called? think pigs uh, a
2: couple a murderer and a murderer <laughs> yes. like, what, what do you a call sow? a male one
0: what do you call it? and a hog close you'll get half a point frank it's sow a it's a sow, a sow and a bore. boar oh. Yeah, a little tiny boar and they uh, they live in herds in the wild can you imagine a a, a herd of guinea pigs just traveling not, through there? not really the i just imagine
3: one <laughs> fat one and a thousand corpses <laughs> <laughs>
0: some more random guinea pig facts
2: there's, there's a guy in Florida he a raises
0: thousand them outside headless oh, yeah. corpses and I'm sure a ton of them get picked up by hawks but alright maybe I'm sure he has it well, caged in I think he probably yeah. feeds
2: them to his snakes but I don't, <laughs> I don't look into it uh, they I don't d- ask questions
0: <laughs> they do not make their own vitamin C so that needs to be supplemented in their diet their teeth do not wear down on their own so they will grow indefinitely You do have they have, do have to wear down on things that they're chewing the oldest one in the world, live to 15 years old, and I guess wow. you would put that in the Guinea's Book of World Records. <laughs> you guys, you guys hear my joke? All right, guys, have a good you hear my joke?
4: <laughs> Five
0: hours uh, of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get to that joke, that's why I brought everyone here today. So, yeah, uh, they have four toes on the front and three on the back leg. Newborns can run at three hours old. And uh, now that you're endeared to them, let's talk about the delicacy that is guinea pig meat. Oh, are we endeared to them? I was. Yeah. So sure. they they can run at three three hours old, and they have they don't have enough toes, and they call them a boar and a sow. They're adorable. So. And how
4: delicious is the meat? Because
2: well, obviously well, I'll it's
0: get there.
4: delicious. If it's <laughs> if we
3: tasted good enough, we'd eat each other too. So.
2: I <laughs> mean. <laughs> well, remember you're only getting so much meat off of them, you know it's like a little Cornish hen. Amount of meat. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but not
3: if you're the so, same size
0: as them. <laughs> if you are a guinea then pig. It's like a feast. Yeah, guinea pig to guinea pig ratio is amazing. That's a ton of food. <laughs> and I gotta say, the infrared in this game, pretty fantastic, you guys tell me. Oh And for Next also, like to toggle it on a couple times, uh, Tom, and look at the guinea pig. Just look at the animation. <gasps> like it's it's pretty what? thorough. The little the little ultra or the heat sensor goggles come down on top of darwin's yeah. face
2: just like in the movie just like in the movie <gasps> oh look at yeah. it it's it's and in nice the movie, he says he can he can tell the size of the guy's underwear yeah and he says yes 36 tidy whiteys which i thought and, that's, uh, that's a little I, big for
0: nahi i feel like
2: yeah no it's, i think that's way big for sam yeah. uh nahi, he's a, he's uh, a slim he's guy like probably a, a 30 maybe maybe yeah max He's a, he's, a, he's a thin dude.
0: All right. Well, the pig part of their name, maybe it comes um, from because it reminded of Europeans of the taste of succulent pig or suckling pig. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know what suckling pig is, but that's a, pig, I guess that's what yeah, it is. The tiny, baby tiny baby pigs. pigs. Yeah. Well, from an article on NPR titled, From Pets to Plates, Why More People Are Eating Guinea Pig, <laughs> they say, <laughs> there's just some random facts from that article. They're called, uh, I'm going to say it wrong, in cuyes. C-U-Y-E-S, Cuyas in Spanish is what they're called. And they've long been eaten in the Andean regions, uh, a lot in Peruvian areas. They've been growing in popularity as restaurants pop up to serve people from that area, uh, expats, uh, is the way that the article describes it. There's a strong case that they're a good replacement for livestock, as they are not as carbon costly as beef, and they don't cause much water pollution. From the article, they say it takes about eight pounds of feed to a cow, To create a pound of meat but for a guinea pig it only takes four pounds of feed to create a pound of meat so it's a lot more efficient to beef up a a guinea pig for eating rather than a cow and if you do happen to eat a guinea pig in the States, it's likely from Peru. They're where most of the exports come from. Surprisingly, the USDA and Fish and Wildlife Commission don't track how much guinea pig meat is coming into the States. seems like the thing that they should do, but they spoke to Peruvian vendors and confirmed that it's definitely raising, uh, rising in popularity. In the area of Peru, like the country of Peru, Peruvians consume, how many guinea pigs do you think they consume a year? Again, they're small. Six million. Uh,
2: so, like like per person or the whole the country. Per country. How many uh in Peru? How many guinea pigs do you think? Uh, I'm gonna say four billion. Four, four billion. billion. Wait, okay, well there's thirty-one say? million people in Peru. Okay. Uh, what you oh.
5: say, I'm gonna say a <laughs> i I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say
0: five million. All right. Well the actual number, it's estimated that they consume sixty five million guinea Oof. pigs per year. It is apparently so prominent in their culture that there's a painting in one of their most famous churches, the Cusco, Cusco, like Cusco from... uh, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, so like that, Cusco. A painting in the Cusco Cathedral with a depiction of the Last Supper, and it shows the disciples eating guinea pig. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, yeah, in an an interview in the article... Uh, Someone said that it was tough and they described it as tough and stringy and the writer himself said that he ate a Quarter of a grilled one in Ecuador and he described it as being dry and sparse and they went away hungry But others describe a completely different experience. So uh, Maybe it depends on the type of guinea pig that you get and maybe it's coming to a market near you, but apparently it's more eco-friendly than um, Yeah, than, than cattle and that's that's interesting so now that you're fighting this Dell computer here, let's let's point out it's not officially a Dell computer either, but I'm just calling it that because it looks like a Dell computer. So it's got a moveset. Like, it uh, it launches bugs at you. It has a side that opens up when you need to shoot it. It has a shield on the front, and it will do a ground pound occasionally, which sends a shockwave out, which, uh, I mean, it it feels very uh, like, wow, this is a fleshed-out uh, kind of battle moveset game. You can do oh, yeah. sidestep dodges and...
3: And each yeah. enemy has their own like description of like the things that they can do, and they all have flying, their own strat. The flying one um, will wake up computers or like wake up bad guys that aren't like evil yet. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Yeah,
4: I like that it sent out the pulse wave. Then you jumped it, and then it shot you while you were in the air.
0: <laughs> there's a there's a deep strat for each each one of these bosses. This is some monster. Oh, he just reflected stuff. that. Holy shit. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Yeah. I didn't
0: realize the shield reflects the shots. This isn't even a boss, really. It's just a, it's just kind of a, yeah, mini boss that you come across. They did get most of the voice voice actors for this game. The actors that were, I would say, snubbed, but I'm sure they just chose not to do it. It was Juarez, the guinea pig, is played by Roxana Ortega, not Penelope Cruz, though she does a pretty good job. The one that stands out the most is Blaster, the guinea pig. Definitely not Tracy Morgan. It's an actor by the name of Avery Waddle, and Speckles, the mole they could unfortunately not get Nicolas Cage's. Instead, a gentleman by the name of Michael Gao, someone who has extensive voice acting credits and has done voice in a game that we did. He did the voice for Semper in Secret Service. He also oh. voices, if you guys remember, he also voiced Gopher in Winnie the Pooh and Deckard Kane in Diablo. Huh? Stay a while. Stay a <laughs> while and listen. Exactly.
3: I remember yeah, I think Secret Service was just a guy that we instantaneously
0: we believed. <laughs> What's that? He,
3: he was the guy that we believed with,
0: like, no background whatsoever. Oh, yeah, the guy who came in over our, our headset and just started telling us to, like, uh, break our constitutional Right. <laughs> to kill oath. people. Right, because right. <laughs> right. we, yeah. right,
3: we're fighting, like, our friends in the Secret Service. So, we well, are uh, supposed uh, to non-lethally take them down, but yeah.
0: You <laughs> and know you shoot that. the speaker of the house. All right, so there are some listed differences between the... Movie in the game. I'll be honest. Who really cares? We listened to Frank's excellent retelling of the story, but they're they're pretty minor. It's it's about essentially how the game shakes out in the end. Yeah, you you get through, and there's there's a lot of battles, and you finally purchase the last weapon here, which is a flamethrower. And uh, yeah, you can see all the weapons they've got there. The, uh, you upgrade Whoa. the electro whip. You get a frizz, freeze gun. Um, and now he's fighting this. I can't remember what that actually is. Looks like oh, a, it's a CD O'Lanen player.
2: Oh. personal CD
0: player, which is pretty outdated for 2009, and he's fighting a coffee maker machine over there. The coffee maker machine is actually a really cool, so here's the reveal.
2: Now, did, did Speckles die in the game? Like, or in, get, the, in the in this,
0: dump? he, they played it a little differently. He doesn't just show up here. He, um, he, uh, he's with you alongside the whole way. So I think they say that he just escapes from the pet shop. He doesn't get crushed in the um, trash machine.
2: But he's still uh, yeah. He's, he's got still motivation. got the
0: homicidal uh, behavior. Yeah.
2: But they don't do the flashback where his father tells him to bring the human race to their knees.
0: <laughs> he went to see a, a marching band, and his father told him, "Son, when you grow up, will you be the savior of the moles?" <laughs> <laughs> There's a giant robot that is an amalgamation of all of the other chip inserted devices, I guess.
2: So it's, it's kind of like, it's how, it kind of like how it was the movie, but not.
0: So they send Mooch in to take down this giant machine.
2: Yeah, <laughs> what? So
0: the it. final mission is actually just Mooch. Kind of surprising. Huh. <laughs>
2: because once again, in the movie, he kind of just talks him out of it like pretty quickly. Yeah, it's, it's, he's like, know, oh, man, like, oh man, what have
0: I done? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And I a satellite came out of the sky, him right the hit chest. him right in the chest.
2: Who do they get to play Hurley? They, they got the John, John Favreau. Favre back the only
0: <laughs> photo finish. The only people they didn't get was Penelope Cruz, Nicolas Cage, and uh, oh, so Tracy Morgan. Yeah, it was John Favreau. So wow. <laughs> and then Speckle's hand comes out of the wreckage as if hinting a sequel, but it's a different ending than the than the movie was, obviously.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 that's what I feel like happened. Like they they just didn't tell it didn't how it ended. Have the script finished? The PS3 version and the 360 version they have the
0: option for playing with 3d glasses the game shipped with 3d glasses and uh some reviewers actually well some reviewers called it a bad gimmick and some other reviewers actually said like if this is as good as 3d games can get then sign me up because this is like really entertaining so yeah it seems like they did a good job with the 3d aspect of it and that was part of the movie as well obviously they they um released it in 3d in theaters so, oh, guys, what do you think from the original pitch to what they produced here? Uh, what do you think? was? Did you like the game? Liked what you saw? Literally, I think hands it's down neat. the best
2: game that we've played on Garbage Game Night. All right. A, a wow. good movie tie. Anyone else thoughts? I, I mean, I didn't play it, but uh, from what I've seen, I think it's, it's a fine, you know little platforming adventure game. yeah. Like, I, you know, definitely like not the worst game we've, collectibles. we've played. Yeah. yeah. Looks uh, like Tom a decent from, game. Yeah. Tom
1: sure had fun. I, so. I guess,
3: <laughs> I mean like my, the reason is, is, and I'm not just, I'm not just being silly. Like for, for me, like I'm also kind of like, we were talking before about how the platforming games of the early Disney ones were like scaled more towards like Capcom, like older people. And that's why they were more difficult playing this I'm not thinking that it's meant for, you know, like, 34-year-old me. I'm thinking, you know. (laughs) And with that said, the shooting mechanic, like, running around, like, all of it's, like, really fluid and easy. Like, the enemy types are actually, like, super interesting and very varied. And uh, switching it up as it goes through, like, that's pretty cool, man. Like, and flying around is like a bug like it's it's just like there's a lot of interesting mechanics and none of them are bad like i feel like that's what you'd want from like any game is to be like hey here's our pitch we're doing a platforming with a little bit of shooter but like our gimmick is we're a guinea pig and a fly and like it's it is entertaining i don't know i just feel like like if i were to pick the parts here where i was like this is what they did wrong and what they needed to improve, like, I'd be really working hard to figure out what that would be. You know, like, it's cheesy. It's
0: it's silly, but like, that's yeah. what you signed up for if you if you wanted to play sure. in the first place. And Tom, since you are the one who controlled it, I mean, you, you said the, the controls felt pretty fluid, right? Um, doing everything in the game felt pretty good? Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, There were a couple times with like, there's like a hover mechanic where, like, yeah, the jetpack.
3: Never to the point where I was like, screw this game. <laughs> I kind of want to play anymore <laughs> And uh, also, one of my favorite mechanics in any game, tell me to shut up too if I'm talking too much, but one of my favorite mechanics yeah. in any game is when you have the ability to upgrade. Like, that's, you'll hook me every time <laughs> if you're like, oh, and everything's collectibles, you have here, And if you do a
0: good job collecting, you can upgrade. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, because normally I'm when so in the games that Frank has played, um, like I always feel like he goes around and he's collecting everything. And not that I'm not like that, but not to the same degree of like completionist. And in this game, the moment it was like, oh, this is a currency for upgrading. I was like, hell, yes. Show me every, (laughs) you know, every corner. And I just think that that's a smart way to really like show off like your level design and the other stuff that's going on have people do puzzles is to be like give them an incentive to do all that hunting
0: I gotta say like watching the animations for it like they're they're cool like throwing the whip around and stuff they're they're well done earlier we were joking
3: around about like the animation of him putting on the like the infrared and like slipping through like the oil and how you leave like the little footprints behind. like when they made this they 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 weren't like okay hey we're just gonna do this to do a money grab for the movie.
0: Like, oh, yeah, no, there, there are people who loved this project about a at a spy guinea pig. Absolutely. So this boss that they just revealed, it's a. I feel like I should call it a torch more than I should call it a flashlight. It's a it's a big, like, outdoor camping flashlight that shoots batteries out, and it sends out shock waves that you got to clear on the ground. So that keeps putting more and more out. But it's shield-protected, so you have to find a way to break its shields, which are behind shield walls. So it's like there's a little puzzle that you got to send Mooch out, figure out how to get... Uh, oh, actually, no, you got to use his rockets to break a shield down um, so that you can start taking damage. Like, I mean, there's layers to these bosses about this in this game that has uh, guinea pigs that have headsets that can talk to Zach Galifianakis, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they even animated. Like, there's this little cut scene that's like they made up a whole little UI and three elements inside the, the little hamster ball or guinea pig ball. And that's not used anywhere else. So like, they really went out of their way to like, hey, here's a cut scene that we want to make look really different. This one's uh, this one's for you, Tom. The first time that you take out a coffee maker, he says, "Yippee ki yay! Coffee maker." Oh, Great. That's amazing. Great line. A die hard, yeah. <laughs> Does
2: yeah. he say that in the movie too?
0: <laughs> oh, does he? Maybe he does. This game, I did note that it like gives me similar feels to like what I like about Lego games. Like, there's constantly a lot of uh, like boxes just around that will give you a collectible that you need like a thousand of to do an upgrade. So yeah, you just want to break everything you see because it's easy to do and like stuff explodes out of it. So that that's fun. So let's go ahead and get into the critic reviews, what the critics thought of G-Force, the game, based on G-Force, the movie. So a Metacritic score is the aggregate of critic reviews from 0 to 100. You guys, what guesses do you have? Go ahead and send them to me on Discord chat if you have any guesses as well. Hit me with them. What do you think this game got? 0 out of 100. Wow, we have some scores in, they're pretty high. Hunter says 65, Carly says 84, Tom says 77, Frank says 75. You went a little higher than everyone else this time. Hunter, congratulations, you're the closest. It has a 61 on PC. Right. Actually, it may kinda, you guys might kinda cover the spread a little bit. It has a 61 on PC, a 68 on Xbox 360, 68 on PS3, 69 on Wii. Frank, you were closer to the Wii version, but that's okay. Hunter, congratulations! Nice. And um, nice. I'm donating my points to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Marked down. Any guesses for what the movie got on Metacritic? I'm gonna say 65. 65. So lower. Okay. I'm
3: gonna, I'm gonna say the same. 42. I'm gonna go
0: 77. Congratulations, Carly. The movie got 41. Yeah, the movie did not do very well. Um, I know you love most movies, Frank, and you probably got a lot of them. What was your opinion of the movie? We didn't actually ask you, Frank.
2: Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think the um, some of the gags were stupid yeah. and, like, the, the, the movie lines.
0: Yeah, like the cliche, uh, like.
2: Attire. And he said, this is my little friend. Like say hello. Yeah. What? And then, and then John Favreau's character goes, "Hello." <laughs> he's like, "God." But it, like, kill me now. Like
0: when, when he sneaks in and he's on a coat rack next to the dead animals, he said, "Someone asks, like, where are you? Um, what's his in name?" In the morgue.
2: Yeah, I thought that was Darwin.
0: Like, I'm in the morgue. That's a good line. And then he jumps down and he like cuts through with a blowtorch to the wall and he says, "Good thing he I does took shot." The
2: of uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah. He's like, glad I took shot. But before that, as he's cutting it, he says, "Don't you wish your blowtorch was hot yeah. like mine?" Yeah. All right. Well, let's read uh, a few
0: reviews here. I'll send out some reviews to you guys. I'm not screening these beforehand. If you guys want to get into your critical review voices or whatever you feel is appropriate for the sake of this review, <laughs>
3: the game mechanics, voice acting, <laughs> and enemy design are all wonderfully polished. But if people could live on polish alone, there'd be gourmet restaurants serving
0: linoleum and fingernails. <laughs> and why did you read it in that voice? I think it'll be. This is the, that's the worst really? the first Nation I've ever heard.
5: <laughs> it was the first oh. voice that
0: came no, to my I, head. I thought there was a reason that you read it, and the reason I thought was because it's by no. Gamer Revolution. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, Gamer Revolution gives it a fifty, and that's what they say.
2: Uh, this review is by, oh, okay, it's by IGN, Anonymous IGN. <laughs> all right, the big I. <laughs> they gave it a seventy-three. Yeah. And they say, yes, the story will be an enigma if you haven't seen the flick, and sometimes levels can seem like they go on and on. But collecting data disks, solving puzzles by flipping between Mooch and Darwin, and blowing up possessed blunders is fun, okay? <laughs> it really makes you feel like you're a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> and Carly, what do you have over there? Okay, that last line was me.
1: Overall, Disney Pixar's GeForce is one of the better movie-to-game titles available. The way in which it has been developed in the majority of the game's many features makes the title stand out in a, such a crowded genre. Despite
0: its faults. That's right. From Console Monster, 65 oh, out of 100. Yeah. Some positive reviews. Okay. Now for a section we call Someone Else's Treasure. Let's take a look at, uh, well, is this garbage Someone Else's Treasure? Or is it even garbage, which we'll get to later? It holds a user score of 6.2 on Metacritic. This game has a very positive on Steam with 140 reviews.
2: So let's hear some of these positive reviews that are out there. Frank, what do you have? This one is from Lord. On Steam. The phrase, it's just a game, is such a weak mindset. That's right. Recommended.
0: It's more than a game, GeForce. Tom, what do you have over there? So by Jayan, it says,
3: GeForce is surprisingly strong, especially for a game based on a kid's movie. It reminds me of Ratchet & Clank a bit, especially the ability to upgrade weapons and gadgets. I'm playing with my five-year-old son, and it gets a little
0: intense at times.
4: (laughs) We're both having much fun.
0: Going through levels and meeting the characters. Hunter, what do you have over there?
4: This is from Mom. (laughs) Mom on Steam. I write reviews uh, because I like to play games on Steam. This game is harder than Dark Souls. If you're not a very experienced gamer, you have no chance of getting past the tutorial. It is truly a transcendent Experience and a rite of passage to becoming a true gamer. If you want to beat this game, you'll need to be a man of focus, commitment, and sheer fucking will. <laughs> you will need to eat, sleep, and fuck this game.
0: You I think shit is what you can eat, sleep, and... Okay.
4: <laughs> no, they're
0: all fucked. Okay. No, no, you, no.
4: you cannot fucking comprehend the absolute fucking pro-gaming ability you will need in order to accomplish anything in this game. This game will tear you apart and build you back up. This game will make you laugh and cry. It will anger you, and it may even arouse you. This game is an absolute must-have have for anyone serious about gaming.
3: That is an amazing idea. Wow. wow.
4: <laughs> yeah. Hunter, there
3: were, there were oh, times where you reminded me of Mrs. Doubtfire. That's, I
4: was going for like a Minnesotan mom. Yeah, I got the Minnesotan. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Tom. you feel like this difficulty, this
3: game is super hard. I only got through a few levels, then gave up. A few days later, I decided I wanted to return the game. Literally two days after requesting a refund, I got an email saying, your playtime is over two hours, so we can't give you a refund. I said that the game was really hard. Of course I have over two hours of playtime. I literally spent over half an hour on a single room because there were fine razors like frame perfect inputs to dodge and attack. And now our 20 dollars game in my library that we're never gonna play. And yeah, the game is $20! What were people at Disney Interactive on when they made this game? Wow. And not a good wow! <laughs>
4: not recommended <laughs> or Frank oh. what do
2: you
0: have
4: over there
2: this review is by Alley Cat on Steam something like this happened to my friend Mike <laughs> <laughs> recommended <laughs> 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 Mike's
4: wild uh, Hunter what do you have there this is uh, from Mercer on Steam who the fuck put a hentai tag on this
0: <laughs> <laughs> Carly what do you have there
1: very strategic and yet easy enough for as young as four years old to play. I bought it as a birthday gift for my twenty-year-old. I thought I'd steer him away from his pro wrestling and golfing games and into something cute. He and his girlfriend really like it, and they both say it's a fun and cute violence animal silliness style. Five out of five. I don't know what that last sentence was? It's a fun and cute violence animal silliness.
3: Style. I was what? really trying to <laughs> pin I read down that
1: correctly. I just want the record to, yeah. <laughs> to show.
3: Can <laughs> I, was I, was I get trying to a, pin can down I get... the backstory there? Like, is that lady <laughs> like, was she like in her 70s? And
0: like, did she have those kids like really late? It's easy She's enough a for a four year, four year old. old, but bought it for their 20 year old who's living yeah. with their girlfriend. Yeah. All right. That, that's uh, yes, yeah, that brings Guinea a conclusion cakes. to our uh, someone else's violent. treasure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, animal what about our own scores, though? Some animal silly violent violence, yeah. Our scoring system is a little unique here. Anyone can rate a game on a 0-10 to 10 scale. But it leaves a little appreciation for games that are so terrible they're enjoyable. So, as normal, you have your masterpieces like Epic Mickey you get, a, get a 9 or a 10. And then your lower-scoring games like Epic Mickey 2 gets a 4 or a 5. And as games go on, they get closer to 0. and they, they get worse. But we keep going past 0 all the way up to negative 10 because uh, as it gets into the negatives, it becomes more enjoyable again. A negative 10 game, you're getting just as much enjoyment out of as a positive 10 game, and a zero is just an absolute waste of your time. So where would you place it on the scale? Is it a good game, getting a positive score, or a bad game? And uh, what kind of enjoyment does it give you? So uh, how do you score our second rodent-based game that we've played here? Uh, Let's see, starting with, let's start with Carly tonight, since we introduced you first. What do you think, Carly?
1: Well, you know, I I didn't get hands-on, but I've enjoyed watching Tom play, and he has sounded really excited by this game. I think it looks fun. I'd love to give it a go. I'm going to say, I'm going to give it an optimistic, positive four, then. Okay. Yeah.
0: Positive four. Hunter, what do you think? Didn't get to have hands-on, but... No, no, but just from
4: watching it and from all the talk of the the combat, is what was really pulling me in because we kept, I kept like comparing it to like Monster Hunter. Obviously, it's not as in depth as that, but the sheer fact that the enemies have like different strategies to fight different them, different yeah. would would be interesting to me. It did seem like you played through two levels and. I don't know that... Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I don't remember you actually switching between levels because it all looked the same. It was all, like, office building with the exact same stuff, and the I don't know how much more variety of enemies comes in the game, so, like, the level of fun seems good, but the level of, like, variety, I feel like it could get fairly boring
0: fairly quickly. Yeah, so... We were actually, and I'll put up on the stream right here, this is a table of contents for the walkthrough for it. This game has 27 levels, and they're, it's divided into acts. So you were only in the first act, and there's, I think there's only three or four acts in the game. But there's a pretty good variety of, of enemies throughout the game, I've got to say, yeah. Okay, right, so the like, enemy variety seems good, but just, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll say
4: even five. No. Positive five, like, You've I, I a four and a five feel so like far, I right. could definitely get some good play time out of it. There doesn't seem to be... How many weapons are there?
0: There are about eight or nine weapons. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a shotgun, the assault rifle thing you saw me using, the plasma yeah. gun, the whip. There's a there's a mind control one where you can take control of other enemies and they fight for you, and uh, there's the right, freeze gun. I'll go, gun, six. The... I'll go six, six upon hearing that. Bumping you up to six. Yeah. All right, Frank, the man who probably did as much research as me for this game frank what do you think
2: it's kind of tricky you know because i know, I, I didn't get to play it so i really don't i can't 100 you know, you're not gonna say, take tom you know, at his word all right but it's tough i did tough enjoy hit. watching tom play it and i could see myself enjoying this you know yeah i'm just torn i'm torn between the seven and an eight. Oh wow I really, I really <laughs> think an eight is maybe too high. Yeah, seven
0: point
2: five. I'm gonna
0: go seven. Seven. All right. I'm gonna go seven. Seven. am go seven. All right, and finally, the person who actually got to play it and drink a lot of whiskey this evening, Tom. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope the whiskey didn't. Play you were too surprisingly much of a con- coherent while talking about like what makes a game good. So, <laughs>
3: <laughs> cool. Uh, that's good. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> I uh, another shocking development. I'm gonna agree with Frank. Wow, Um, you know, here. So here's my thing. This is there's a reason why there's so many different games and so many different varieties of games. And like, this isn't the kind of thing I would play now, you know. But I feel like if I was younger and I liked the movie, I just think they put a lot of love into the game and i think there's a lot of depth and so many games that are like these movie tie-ins like would have been absolute crap like they might have looked like different characters but you, they would all do the same thing it wouldn't matter they'd just be in different skins or different colors and you shoot them and they die like and it seems like the levels like they made a point there was a level where you're in the ball like shooting around i don't know nine different weapons you said yeah like and like they put thought into it i, I yeah i don't know yeah. I, I would have said the exact same things frank i would have been like toying between seven and eight but i'll say
0: i'll say seven all right seven yeah and uh, honestly i've i've got to give it a seven as well this isn't a game that has like a ton of depth but if all i as you were going through your notes or, or what you were saying tom i was looking over my notes and you hit so many of my points which is both frustrating and uh funny but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So if if all movie tie-in games were like of this quality more people would check them out this this game just was was pretty good for a movie tie-in it it was fun for me to play you know it had elements of breaking stuff that lego games have there's an upgrade system in it it works well and kind of keeps you interested in kind of like 100% collecting all this stuff and uh I didn't hate coming back to it like hunter kind of got onto it seemed like it kind of dragged on and it it does that they just go on a little bit too long all of them if you could wrap up this whole game in three hours it would have been a really fun experience the, the, but there's a good variety of puzzles like every once in a while you pause and you're like okay this is where i need to go i need to unlock this get this get this like they're they're set up pretty well yeah i, d- I didn't want to play it anymore after doing it for like four or five hours but if there was a kid who loved g-force i'm sure they're out there this would be the perfect game yeah. for like well- somewhere between the ages of nine to thirteen. I think once you hit fourteen, it's not for you anymore. You're too cool for it. But, but that yeah. age, range, age range, right there, with that sweet spot, yeah, that uh, that would be perfect for him. So yeah, I'd, and, you I'd know say. what's
3: funny uh, is that one of the things that they did is um, like you hit H and it just like tells you where to go. And I feel like you know, if like at a higher level as an adult, you'd be like, okay, really holding my hand here, you know? Right. But right. But if I was 9 10 11 12 there would have been times over and over again where it would have been like where do i go you know what i mean and even for this for the sake of the um stream i was like okay i'm gonna keep looking so i can go as fast as i possibly can and i don't know it's just like they, they were smart like they knew their audience
0: you know Yeah, in a way, it's like it's shocking how difficult parts of it are. It's like it is kind of Dark Souls-esque in many ways. It has a strat and there's complex weapon upgrading. And I'd be surprised if the audience that loved G-Force was able to play a game like this. Yeah, I put up on the stream a someone doing a speed run of it because there are several records for (laughs) G-Force. Record was actually set two weeks ago for this game for an Any% speed run by someone named Chris Gamer, not me, on a Russian version of this game. Done in one hour and 26 minutes. Not a whole lot of glitches you can exploit in this. So you may be wondering, like, why I actually picked the game. I picked the game because I watched the movie Force with my children, and they did like it, but I saw that it was a game on Steam, and I was like, I have to check this out, and I was so blown away by the quality of it, and then I started reading reviews that people were, like, shocked at the depth of it, and that it's, like, a good Disney tie-in game. I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about some of the, the classic good Disney games. Yeah, and, and, and let you guys enjoy a good game for once, uh, after coming off a very dark uh, Holocaust game. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, well, actually, oh, you weren't generous. It, this guy. game was also
0: about <laughs> genocide. Oh, this is. Yeah. yeah, this movie, this game is about that as well. Like,
3: my, uh, this game has impacted my feelings. Uh, about on guinea, guinea pigs, pigs. <sighs> yeah i i wow. will go so far as to say now that i if they are animated
0: they're okay <laughs> <laughs> and honestly check out like just if if anything if you have a subscription to disney plus check out the movie because it's just shocking it's, like all these fine. big name actors and like they're very seriously acting with well in front of a green screen but there's a guinea pig in front of them you know so we've come to the part of the episode where someone has to be rewarded for their efforts this evening, and let's see, counting up the scores, and when I when I do the math of Hunter's dedication of points, That's along with bullshit. the points he earned himself <laughs> for braving, facing his fears, which is the greatest thing I think anyone can do, really face their fears and overcome trauma, Uh, I don't is want, exactly I what, don't
3: want this fucking thing. It's <laughs> exactly what Tom did this evening. <laughs>
4: Don't You're want a true it. hero, Tom. You're
3: a stronger man, Tom. Con- <laughs> congratulations!
0: Of this. If you look into the webcam, this is this is your new reward, Tom. You can add it to your statues, which you keep out and publicly displayed, right?
3: It's actually <laughs> in my uh, computer desk
0: drawer, all to themselves now. Okay. Well, I guess you won't have to look at it that much then. That's all right. All right, guys. What do you think? Are we ready for a GeForce two? They left room for for a sequel. I don't know. This, the, the movie didn't that much, and it got pretty poorly reviewed. But what do you think? Listen, they they could—they could could definitely turn this into something.
4: Like
3: (laughs) they've got a solid base
0: in the Guineaverse.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs) I'm (laughs) right. That'd actually be really funny if they just didn't have to follow the movie, and they were just given (laughs) the control of just being like, "Hey, just keep use these mechanics, expand on them, and just do something like more fun." It would probably be easier.
4: Make it gritty and dark. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be
3: amazing.
0: <laughs> like we were saying, like if, if studios would would put the effort into movie tie-ins like this, I don't care what the game is, uh, any Pixar movie. Like if I know it's going to be of this quality, I would play like a I would play a an Inside Out game of this quality or anything else, you know, uh, Toy Story, onward, you know, yeah, any, anything I would check out of oh, this quality. Yeah.
3: If if it were this quality, I think um, literally as long as the prerequisite of like, did I like
0: the movie? Then it'd be yeah. like, then you'll like the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, there's a good game for you guys. Good game night. And uh, yeah. So thanks guys. Thanks thanks for joining us on good game night this evening. Tried my darndest to keep it under four hours. What are we at? Three hours and forty two minutes. It's better. <laughs> close. Real close, guys. <laughs> but half of it's like technical difficulty, so it'll, it'll be easy to edit. And the other half is Frank, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll edit down to five minutes. <laughs> no, we really appreciate Anybody. you, Frank, and that's that's great Thank for people you, on Frank. Twitch if they can they can join and listen to you do the whole thing.